This is Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we explore different aspects of the gospel according to the Bible and how we can put this into practice in daily life. Welcome to this episode of Living the Gospel. I'm Eunice. And I'm Malenko. So today, Malenko, we're going to talk about the battle tactic that we absolutely need when we fight the lusts of the flesh. And I think sometimes we can feel, you know, when when we want to fight sin, that it just feels like the thoughts and feelings are a big mess. And and this tactic would really, really help us to, to know the difference and to fight in our thoughts. So Paul says in Romans 7.25, So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. What does it actually mean by this? It sounds like there are two versions of Paul here. It does, doesn't it? And mm. it's actually exactly what he's saying. Yeah. Um, you were saying before that uh, the, it can seem, seem like our thoughts and our feelings and that are a big mess. Mm. And this is especially when we want to serve God and we've made up our mind. Now I'm going to be a servant of God. I'm going to be a follower of Jesus. I'm going to live a pure life for him. And you've got that real determination. And the next thing you know, all these thoughts pop up and you start being tempted, just like you were before. Nothing's changed, it can seem. Yeah. This is where it's really important to have this battle tactic, which you can say, know your enemy. Okay. When Paul's writing here, he says, with the mind I serve God, and mm-hmm. with the flesh I serve sin. So there's actually two things that Paul acknowledges, I in himself. Two the, eyes. Two eyes. Mm. I, that is my mind, my decision, that new attitude I have, mm-hmm. that's I'm, I'm... After you gave your life to God and right, decided to I'm a wholehearted Christian. I'm living for God. That's yeah. my decision. That's me. Mm-hmm. That's the first I. But I still have a flesh. Right. A flesh is that which I've inherited from, like all people have got that in them. And the flesh, that is the, the inborn desire to serve myself, egotism, to serve sin, basically. Mm. Uh, and this is all the different sins you can think about, anything from anger and and impurity to discouragement to impatience. We all mm. know what sin is, and it, we've all, we're all affected by it in different ways. Because that doesn't go away after you've given your life to God, right? No. So, so then you've got this, co- this clash suddenly. I want to serve yeah. God, and at the same time, my flesh is demanding to be satisfied. I feel offended, for example, because yeah. someone said something to me. My pride is hurt. Uh. What's the pride? That's got nothing to do with serving God. That's, that's sin. Mm. So where does that come from? That comes from my flesh, what Paul writes in, Romans 7 verse 18, just before there, that in my flesh, that in me, that is in my flesh, he specifies that me, that's my flesh, mm. not my mind, but the my flesh. The second I. <laughs> there dwells no good thing. Yeah. That's where that pride comes from. Mm. And that's now my enemy. That's the battle tactic. No, my enemy. My enemy is that sin that's coming up. So then what? Now that I know my enemy. That, that's where this clash happens. Yeah. Now, uh, as a good friend of mine once commented, that means war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a warfare, and that's why the Bible is so full of metaphors about warfare, about battles, about arms, about, about weapons, about bloodshed. You know, it's, it's about this war taking place within me between my mind to serve God 
and my flesh, which is the desire to do sin, egotism. So basically you're saying that this flesh is not me. And that's where the, that's where the battle tactic is. Yeah. Know your enemy, be aware of the fact that the flesh is not really me. Yeah. Paul calls it, says me, that is my flesh. He really has to specify that's my flesh. But that's because it's within me. That's why it's called me. Yeah, you're but, carrying around this. Yeah, and I, I, I call this the two eyes of Romans 7. I, mm. who serve God, and I, my flesh, mm. but they are two different things. Mm -hmm. Both alive, both wanting to live, mm. and one has to defeat the other. That is where the battle lies. And by knowing that the flesh is my enemy, it's not me, mm -hmm. but it's my enemy, then I can actually fight against it. Then I have an enemy to fight against. Because it says also in Romans 8, 12 that there, we are not debtors to the flesh. And in other words, I found this translation in the New Living Translation that says, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do, which is saying you're not a debtor to the flesh, right? That you don't have to do what it says because it's not you. Uh, that brings to mind an, an example I once heard, which I thought was really good. It's about a squatter. If you know what a squatter is, a squatter is someone who moves into an empty building, for example, without permission, without paying rent. They don't belong there. And then the police or the owner has to come and evict them, get them out again. Right. And using this example compared to what we're talking about now, you can say sin is like a squatter. God created people without sin, but through disobedience, sin entered in, and all people have inherited that sin. So I never asked to have it. It mm -hmm. came into me, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I was born that way, but yeah. I've never asked for it. So then you can say, use this example of a squatter moving into, into your basement, you're uh, living in a house and then suddenly one day there's this whole family moved into your basement. They never asked. They're there. What do you do? You don't. You so, kick them out. Yeah, that's what you would expect, right? Yeah. Then, but just imagine this family then starts coming up and saying, um, we want some food. Okay, oh, wow. so, so then you start give feeding them and then they come up with um, – then they start making noise and they start uh, – you know, all the inviting causing trouble. They write, <laughs> inviting more friends and writing graffiti on the wall and damaging the damaging the furniture and so on. And all the time they're asking for food, and you keep feeding them. And suddenly they're no longer asking for for just food, but they're demanding to move in upstairs, maybe come into your kitchen or maybe take over your your living room, you know, and start sitting in your furniture and using everything there and start messing it up and then moving into your bedroom and and it gets worse and worse. Mm. And what do you do? You don't just stand there and accept it. No. When they come with their demands, what do you say? No way. You have not, you've got no right to be here. Get out. And you start kicking them out. And the next one comes up and you do the same, right? And then and then it, you have to go downstairs and fix it, fix up the mess they've made, clean it up, repaint it, and then it's fresh and someone else can move in. Yeah. But if you don't do that, they take over more and more and more. And you can imagine that the chaos in such a situation that this family of squatters and all their friends have taken over your life and your house and you have to go out and work and feed them and, and they're just demanding and demanding. And it's tiresome. It's really tiresome. And if you think about sin in the same way, that it's come into your life and it's demanding more and more and it's taking over your thoughts and your, your actions and everything you do, 
I mean, sin, it sounds really terrible, like, you know, uh, about stealing or murdering and that kind of thing when you use the word sin. But sin is so many things. It's all these little petty thoughts of being offended and being uh, impatient with people and discouragement, all this egotism, impurity, all those thoughts that come up throughout the day. They're the demands from the flesh, from the squatter living in you. Mm. And what, what do you do now? Now you have to say, use these words from Romans 8, I do not owe the demands of my flesh anything. I don't owe, I don't owe my flesh to give in to its demands. Actually, you don't even identify with that. You, you huh. who own a house are not yeah. going to identify with a squatter no. that doesn't even work, right? I don't, I don't feel sorry for them. No. They, they, they don't even want to work. They don't, want to, they don't offer to do anything in the house. They don't offer to pay. They've just taken over mm. and uh, they don't belong there. Mm. And th this, is, this is exactly the same with sin. It doesn't belong in me. Hmm. Sin must be kicked out. It must be put to death, to use the words of the Bible. And that, that's, that's what we can do now and to, to get our life in order. So when, when those thoughts come up, you can say, you can recognize it as this is demand of the flesh. This hmm. is demand from the enemy. I don't owe my enemy anything. Get him out. Hmm. And, and to really start working like that. And is this possible? Well, absolutely it is. It says in the next verse there in Romans 8, 13, that if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Mm. So this is something that we can do because we have received the Holy Spirit. And this, this is where the battle lies. I have to recognize my enemy as my enemy. I have to give it a name. This is not me. This is my enemy. And really disassociate myself with it. Mm -hmm. It lives that's in me, mm -hmm. so it feels like me, but it isn't me. The real me, that's the decision I've made. And now I can go to battle. And God's on my side because I'm fighting his battles, mm. which is against sin. And he's going to give me the strength I need. So it's an attitude of mine that, that, you, that these squatters are not you. And I think that's super important to remember because, because then also you you don't have to feel guilty for what they do. No, you actually like what like what you said disassociate from the sin in your flesh. I think that's a super good word. So then you're also not all day long just <laughs> trying to reason with these thoughts in a way, or or just you know trying to figure it out. But right away, I say when I feel this temptation coming up, maybe it's a temptation to some impurity, you know. This is not me. I didn't. I didn't ask for this, and I don't want this. And then that's it. I'm done with it. Yeah. And and then then I keep that mindset. Yes, I, I have chosen that I want to choose God's will, and I want to choose purity, and I want to choose the good. Yeah. I think it's so tiresome actually to, to just battle in your thoughts. You know, is this me, or is they trying to figure out if this is coming from my flesh or whatever? Just right away. It's it's got to do with that that whole identifying myself mm. as being a Christian, a follower of Christ, mm. someone who serves God, a son of God, you know, a, yeah. a daughter of God, one, one who belongs to God. That's me. That's my identity. I don't have to go and explain myself to the squatters every time. I actually own this house and, mm. well, should I listen to them or not? Mm. Um, well, it's sort of a reasonable demand or it makes sense or, yes, mm. they are hungry. You know, poor things, if they don't eat, they'll starve. And, you know, you've got all these, these different things going on. If I identify myself as the owner of the house and them as people that don't belong there, Kick my sin up. doesn't belong there, there's no question about it. It's, mm. not, it's not a 
tiring process to think about that. Mm. Then I have to go to action. I have to do something about yeah. it. But it's it's me. I serve God, and that's who I am. Yeah. And uh, throughout the day, that's who, how I have it. And at the end of the day, when I look back on the day and I think about all those different things that have come up, uh, it can really feel like I've been impure in my thought life because there's been a lot of thoughts coming up. Mm. But all of that is my flesh demanding something. And my attitude has been the whole way I serve God. Mm. I don't give in to this. I don't agree with this. I don't associate it with it. It's not me. Mm. And then I've kept myself pure. So you can really have peace and rest and joy in the midst of being tempted yes. with, with this mindset because yes. as long as you know that you haven't wavered from this mindset. Right. And and it can it can really feel like it in the heat of the moment that this is you mm. uh, because, uh, you know, the squatters are clamoring so much that it sounds like this is your household. It isn't your household. Mm. They're strangers. And the same with the sin. It's not you. It's not. It's not me. It's not... My decision, my decision is to serve God, not mm. to serve sin. And that's why there's warfare. And here we can have victory. Mm-hmm. Here, can, here we can be overcomers. That's what the whole Bible talks about. It talks about warfare and it talks about overcoming. You don't read in the Bible about defeat. You don't read in the Bible about lying down and giving in and mm. that there's no, that you can't. Compromise. Yeah, and that you can't overcome. It doesn't, it's not written about that. Try and f- find a verse where it tells that where it says that the battle may be hard and the battle may be long, and you're right, it's not possible to overcome. So thankfully, Jesus did it for us. What you can what you can read about is the battle is hard, the battle might be long, but there's a way out, and Jesus showed us that way. Follow him, and he will give you the victory. Mm-hmm. He will give he you will the overcomes. help. Yeah, and uh, that is the gospel. And now we can live that gospel. We talk about this sometimes, living the gospel. This is what it's about. Mm. So... It's actually fully possible to live a life of victory over sin. You know, I, I think like if you ask yourself now, if someone were to ask you, are you living a life of victory over sin, would you say yes? I would say yes. Yeah. If, even even though I'm being tempted, mm-hmm. right in the midst of temptation, it can feel like you're impure because this thought has come up. You've already thought the thought, but I am not giving into it. I don't agree with it. I don't associate it's it not with even it. Me. This mm. is not me. Why should I be accused mm. for that? Why should I get condemnation for that? That's not me. Mm-hmm. What God wants to look at then is how do I take it in that situation? Exactly. That's what a temptation is. Also, is it's called a trial, a trial of our faith. Mm. That's another. That's another. Um, definition of temptation. It's a trial of our faith. God really wants to see. How's he going to take it? How's she going to take it now in this situation? When when those demands come up, when that thought comes up. So God's not going to condemn me because that thought's in my mind. Yeah. But what he wants to see is how do I take it? Mm-hmm. And if I then believe in that in him and the promise he's given me and the decision I've made, then I keep myself pure. And that's what God's going to look at. Mm-hmm. So it says also in Romans 8.1 that, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So I can ask myself, am I one of those who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit? Like we said about Paul with that I, that I with my mind serve, serve the law of God. And if I know that, then I don't have to feel guilty when, right. when all these temptations are right. coming up. And the thing is that we, we, need to, we need to be realistic. Like 
we're not talking about some unattainable dream. Yeah. The, the thing is that we are human beings. We're weak by nature. Our flesh is very strong. And especially in the beginning when we're newly repented and newly given our life to Jesus, we're like little children. We don't have much strength. We don't have much wisdom. And the flesh is very strong with its demands and we're used to giving into it. And that can happen, that you fall. Yeah. And it can happen along the way as well, hopefully less and less. And a... But maybe you do give in. Yeah. And maybe you do let the thought in that you agree with there and then. Or, or you also do things that you were not aware of at the moment, but later on you see that it was tainted by the flesh. But there, what do we do then? Well, then we have Jesus who actually went this way and he paid the price. We've talked about that in an earlier episode about him being our atonement. Mm-hmm. And he can forgive us. And we can we can pray to him for forgiveness because this isn't what we wanted to do. No. We wanted to serve God. And then he more than willingly forgives us. And that's when you really realize, actually, you're so thankful for Jesus. And yeah. you, you realize his heart for you. Right. And that also stirs me up to he yeah. loved me first and therefore I love him in return. And mm-hmm. I want to do more. I want to live for him now. And that's me, the one who loves Jesus, the one who loves God. Yeah. That's me. And that's, that's whom God knows and Jesus knows. That's the one he's longing for to, to take home to himself. And that's what, that's what my life is. So, yes, I might fall, but I hate that. I repent from it. I receive it's forgiveness. It's not something you want. It's not something I want. That's not me. Mm-mm. I get up and keep walking. I'm the one walking to heaven, not the one lying in the mud. Mm. Uh, I really, that's, that's how I really have to have that mind. And then it is possible. And more and more I can come into this way of thinking. It becomes my, my mindset, mm-hmm. my attitude of heart that I want to serve God. And this is, this is what I'm busy with. Mm. So to sum up, this battle tactic is to know who my enemy is. My enemy is the sin in my flesh. And I disassociate myself with it. I keep to the mindset that I, with my mind, serve the law of God. That's it. That's, That's the it. battle tactic. And, be, and this life becomes a happy life. I'm serving God and I'm serving Jesus and my biggest longing is to meet him, see him face to face, be able to look him in the eye mm. and say, yes, this is what I've been fighting for. And then all that arrest will fall away and I can be with him in eternity. What a fantastic future to look forward to. So no reason for discouragement whatsoever. On the contrary, it's a battle. But this is a battle I've chosen to fight and a battle that God wants me to have the victory in. So he will give me the victory. And yes, I have to suffer. Yes, I have to say no to the, the lusts in my flesh. But it's a, it's a life of victory. Mm-hmm. Victory over sin. So a fantastic battle tactic. Know your enemy and then fight. <laughs> so if you're interested to read a little bit more about Romans 7, Romans 8, we have a bunch of articles on the website. One that I'll really recommend is, um, the title is The Truth About Romans 7, Doing What I Do Not Want to Do. And if you haven't answered our listener feedback survey, we'd love if you could take five minutes now to click on the link in the episode description and just let us know what you think so we can, you know, maybe bring some of that feedback into the new season. So thanks for today and uh, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.